Hello, everyone, and welcome back to In This Day and Page, a West Des Moines Public Library podcast. I'm your host, Maggie Martin. In today's episode, we sat down with our head of youth services, Jenna Ayler. She highlighted some of the new learning kits we recently added to our collection and shared how our patrons can start checking them out and exploring them at home. So, without further ado, let's welcome Jenna. We're going to start out with our rapid-fire intro questions. Can you first tell us what your name is and what your preferred pronouns are? My name is Jenna Ayler. My pronouns are she, her. Fabulous. Um, What is the last book you read or what are you currently reading? So I am currently reading The Invisible Hour by Alice Hoffman. I am just starting on that, so I really don't know much about it. But thus far, it's very intriguing, and I'm interested to see where that's going. And I'm listening to The Vaster Wilds by Lauren Groff, narrated by January Lavoie, who's one of my favorite narrators. Mm -hmm. So though I hear that book might be an interesting ride, yes, I'm committed. It's a great narrator. It's a great author. We'll see where it goes. It's a ride, but it's worth it, I would say. Just, you just have to be in that mental space that you know that it's going to be a survivalist nature adventure. Perfect. And, yep. And that's all you need to know. Um, what is your favorite book format? You mentioned that you have two different formats going right now, but... I will read anything. <laughs> I like ebooks. I like audiobooks. I like paper books. I like graphic novels. I'll still read a magazine or a newspaper if it crossed my way. So, yeah, just about anything. Love it. You've been on the podcast a couple times before, but if for some reason someone hasn't listened to those episodes, can you tell them um, a little bit about your history with the West Des Moines Public Library and what your current role is? So I'm the head of youth services here. Mm-hmm. I have been with the library 12 and a half years, so I am almost a teenager librarian <laughs> here. I Before I was the head of youth services, I was the team lead for youth services, and so I manage programs and what we're doing and when we're doing it. Um, I manage parts of the collection, and now I manage the staff who does all of the wonderful programs as well. Today we're speaking about the expansion of our STEM kit collection to now learning kits. Um, can First, to kind of set the foundation for people, um, can you explain sort of why we decided to include STEM kits in the first place, and were you here when that was implemented? Yes, I was. We got our first set of STEM kits in 2017. Daryl was mostly in charge of that set of STEM kits. I believe it's possible that was grant-funded, although I'm not 100% sure about that. And those are classic STEM kits, things like a microscope and a telescope and special astronomy binoculars and things of that nature. We have a collection of those that have been part of our collection for a lot of years. During COVID, we saw a need in the community to expand that out a little bit, to include things like molecular kits for chemistry students who were no longer in the classroom Mm -hmm. and therefore didn't have some of those hand-on kits. We built math curriculum kits, again, for students who would have had access to those manipulatives in the classroom, didn't during COVID, but we made those available. We expanded out our puzzles collection to include more learning toys that weren't necessarily puzzles in the true sense, but were part of that circulating collection. And then we just had this need to have more hands-on learning toys that were available in the community for students who were no longer in the classroom. Mm -hmm. So that was 2020. And then in the last couple of years, we've built a collaboration with Des Moines Public Library and their Simple Steps program. Part of that program to build early literacy awareness are early literacy-based kits that are learning toys for literacy foundations. So we got five of those as part of the Simple Steps grant funding. We've built those into our collection and they're very popular. 
And so with coming from all of those directions, plus our baby doll story time that we mm -hmm. do here has this really adorable baby doll kit where the children come in, they do story time as the adults, quote unquote, mm -hmm. in the program, and their little doll is the baby, and they're learning empathy and how to interact with babies, and it's a wonderful program. Our teacher for that class, Miss Mindy, she saw a need for those to go home with families, mm -hmm. but ours can't circulate, the ones we use for the class. So we've built in some of those kits into our collection. So in looking at all of these things and all the different directions that these kits are coming to us, we decided it was probably time to change the name away from STEM kits. We do still have some STEM kits, but to expand it out to learning kits because there are all these different materials that we now have for dramatic play, for fine motor skills, for gross motor skills, for building empathy in children and all these different skills. And those are all now going to become available to the public sometime this week. Hooray. Yes, we're so close. Do you have an estimated, do you know how many kits we have total now? We have just shy of 150 kits, if I remember correctly. So we've gone from about 10 to 12 back in 2017, all the way up to about 150 now. So it has grown quite a lot. Fantastic. So if someone listening... Uh, is interested in seeing what we have to offer in terms of these kits, how would they find that information on our website or in our catalog? That's a great question. So these kits can't live on the shelves because we just don't have room for 150 kits of various sizes and complexity. So they have a special storage area behind the scenes. And so if you're interested in one of these kits, what I would recommend is going to our library website, wdmlibrary.org, and then navigating to the Library of Things portion of the website. There you're going to see photographs mm -hmm. of everything that we have. If you click on something that you're interested in, you can find all the details about it, what's in the kit, links to the manufacturer's website if you want to learn more about it, and then a link to our catalog where you can place that item on hold. Once you've placed that item on hold, that alerts staff so that we can go into that storage area and find that kit for you. We can make sure we have all the pieces, we can make sure it's ready to be checked out, and then we'll fulfill that hold and you'll get a notice that it's ready for you. Can you talk a little bit about how you decide what to put into the STEM kit collection and um, uh, how you determine like what, what makes it, what doesn't make it? Yeah, that's a great question. So we're looking at several things. For example, with the baby doll kits, those were developed by the teacher of the Baby Doll Storytime. She's had several sessions of that class now, so she knows what to look for mm -hmm. in, a, in a kit that's gonna work for those goals. So we have a particular kind of doll that we like to use. We have branded the Baby Doll kits around a particular um, need for children. So there's one that's about potties, and there's one that's about bath time, and there's one that's about feeding, and so each one of those kits has a particular set of accessories that mm -hmm. goes with it to discuss that portion of child care. When it comes to other learning kits, we're looking for things that build in that sneaky learning. Mm. So it's a fun thing, it's a toy thing, but it is not just cute. It is working on a particular skill or giving a child an opportunity to practice a skill. For example, we have a kit called Lacing Keys. And so what that is, it's a collection of plastic keys and rings. And so the children are using their fine motor skills to get the keys onto the ring. Mm -hmm. They're large keys and large rings, so it's not a choking hazard. It's bigger so that smaller children can manipulate it. But they're gonna be working on getting those keys onto rings. You can work on patterning and various different um, color work, maybe color identification with those kits. So we're looking for those kinds of things. We want to source kits that are really durable, mm -hmm. toys that don't have pieces that will quickly break. 
We might be looking for things that are going to build in STEM skills as well. These are not not STEM kits. So we have one that is called Survive the Quake. Mm. And what that is is a platform that has batteries in it, and the batteries are included. And you build structures on top of the platform and turn it on. And you can, it, when you turn the platform on, it shakes a little bit, and you can crank it up more and more and more. Mm. The platform shakes more and more and more, and you can kind of see what shapes might survive on a platform that moves and which ones will quickly fall apart. Interesting. So that's fun, and it's a toy, but it is also a little bit of sneaky learning. So we're looking for things that are fun, things that are building learning skills, and things that will probably last for a while because we do tend to love things very thoroughly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I know um, Miss Amy is incorporating some of these learning kits in story time. So can you talk a little bit about how we might be featuring these learning kits moving forward as, as part of our programming as well? Yes, absolutely. So Amy's going to be using this, the kits into her story time. So if you're not familiar with Amy and her story time, she leads our family story times on Wednesday nights, Thursday mornings, and Friday mornings. And a big portion of that program are play stations. So once the story time itself is concluded, then she sets up a variety of play stations throughout the room that are all designed around these sneaky learning principles. So she might have a station that is gross motor skills with balance beams and stepping stones and a tunnel. She might have a sensory bin station. She might have a fine motor station which, with things such as those lacing keys or tiny tweezers with little teddy bears that are for counting and color sorting and that sort of thing. And then she always has a craft station. What we're going to do now is we're going to have her incorporate some of these new kits into those stations. So it builds out her array of things that she can offer during story time. It also builds awareness for these kids. Mm -hmm. So you'll see them Wednesday night, Thursday morning, Friday morning if you come to our programs. And if you're interested in that kit, you can place a hold on it. And then once she's done with it and checks it in, then you'd be allowed to use it after that. So it's a it's a win-win situation there. More options for story time, but also a way to build awareness about the kits. Absolutely. So if someone wanted to check out these STEM kits, how long can they take them home for? The STEM kits are just like books. You get to take those home for three weeks. So we try to make that as easy as possible and make everything as much the same as possible here at the library. How do you suggest that someone returns it depending on the size of the STEM kit? These won't fit into the return slot outside the building. So they are the kind of thing that you'll have to bring into the building when the library is open to return it. So that is another thing to think about as you look at checking out some of these kits that they they do check out like a book, but they don't fit in the same return slots <laughs> like a book. So you wouldn't be able to return it when the library is closed. You would have to bring them inside. Absolutely. Is there anything that you feel like we haven't touched on that you would want to make sure people know about the expanded learning kits? Just that these are here for the community and we are open to suggestion. So if you are looking through our catalog of kits and you see a bunch of things but not a particular kind of thing. We're open to suggestion. We can't buy everything, of course. We do have limited resources like everybody else. But if you're looking through the collection and you have ideas for other things that we might we might add to that collection, absolutely let us know what that might be. Um, and yeah, we just want everybody to enjoy these, to take them home and to really dive in and dig into the what we have to offer and use them to build some of those sneaky learning skills at home. 
Fantastic. Well, I'm excited for these to start circulating. If you're listening to this, it should be past November 1st, so these should be available for you to check out, put on hold, and start uh, enjoying at home with your with your families. Great. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jenna. Absolutely. Now let's get into the reading roundup for this podcast. Jenna talked about reading The Invisible Hour by Alice Hoffman and listening to The Faster Wilds by Lauren Groff. Now here's what's happening at the library here event-wise for the next two weeks. As a reminder, we have regular story times both the week of November 6th and November 13th, and we have Lapsit story time on Mondays, Toddler story time on Tuesdays, Baby Doll story time on Wednesdays, Family story time on Wednesday, Thursday, and Fridays, and Saturday story time on Saturdays. As for the rest of the events for the next two weeks, today, Monday, November 6th, we have Generation RX from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. On Tuesday the 7th, we have Tween Club Read from 4.15 to 5 o'clock p.m. On Wednesday the 8th, we have After School Adventures Lego Club from 3.45 to 4.30 p.m. On Thursday the 9th, we have the Friends Foundation hosting a NaNoWriMo write-in event from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. Also on that evening, we have YA Not Club Read from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. On Saturday, November 11th, we have the West Des Moines Writers Group meeting at 10 o'clock a.m. Also on the 11th, we have Iowa History POW Camps from 1 to 3 p.m. On Monday the 13th, we have Club Read Hybrid Edition from 7 to 8.45 p.m. On Tuesday the 14th, we have Adult Coloring Club from 1.30 to 2.30 p.m. Also on Tuesday the 14th, we have Kids Club Read from 4.15 to 5 o'clock p.m. And finally on that Tuesday night, we have Welcome to Medicare from 6 to 8 p.m. On Thursday the 16th, we have Kids Graphic Novel Club Read from 4.15 to 5 o'clock p.m. Also on the 16th, we have a Teen Tiny Art Program from 6 to 7.30 p.m. That night, we also have Adult Craft Night from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. And to round out that busy day, we have the Step Back in Time Historical Book Club, which meets at the Jordan House from 7 to 8 p.m. On Friday the 17th, we're offering the same craft at an Adult Craft Day from 10 to 11.30 a.m. On Saturday the 18th, we have Tech One-on-One sessions from 10 to 11.30 a.m. And finally, on Sunday the 19th, we have an Iowa File session called Unconditional Surrender, a visit with Ulysses S. Grant, and that is from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. Thank you everyone for tuning in to this episode of In This Day and Page. I'll see you for our next one very soon. Have a fantastic day.